Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. McMillan, the third. That is I. I mean, I'm not going to dispute it. <laughs> McMillan? No, no, no. This is George Santos. <laughs> and have I've you, never done drag. Have you ever done My 23 and Me or whatever, any of those DNA things? Or you don't trust the government like that? Oh, is it the government that does Well, that? not the government. Whatever research companies are going to use it to, I don't know, make clones of us in the future or whatever. Honey, look at me. You know exactly where my people are from. <laughs> <laughs> They're from Europe, the Quaker Northern Oaks. Europe. <laughs> They're from, uh, you know, I don't need to find out that I've got, you know, uh, 1%, <laughs> you know, something other than uh, mutt from Northern Europe <laughs> mixed up Irish. Yeah, I think if they do it on your My 23 and Me, we might find a little canine DNA in there. It'll be, it'll be very confusing. Ruff. Oh. God bless you. I resemble that remark. No, but I've never done that. I, I no, we I guess we did the old school version and went to some town called Bingen on Rhine, where my family um came from. But um we didn't we they didn't have that DNA stuff when I was a kid. Oh yeah, it's new. I mean, it there was a it got popular. It was popular for a while in like the mid 2010s, and then it kind of phased. I'm sure it probably still is popular, but I don't hear about it as much. Like people, everyone was talking about my 23 and me, and then they would come to you and be like, "Oh girl, look, I'm a two percent sub-Saharan African." I'm like, "Sit your white ass down, please." Right. Well, I mean, I'm sure that we I'm sure that the interesting thing about it is that there's probably a wild card in everyone's For sure. background that they're like, I had no idea I was Jewish or I had no part Jewish. I, I have no idea I was part, you know, Latino or Asian or whatever. So, you know, I mean, it's it, it's uh, there's a, we're, we're there's a lot of mutts. Bitch, I did mine. It just said slave. I said got it. I got it. Uh, I know I am. Okay. Um, okay. I've never. Uh, aren't slaves normally hardworking? <laughs> I mean, I know that's not the right question to ask on Black History Month. But, um, How did you celebrate Black History Month, Lady Bunny? Um, did you well, give your back to the community? Oh, no, I did not. Thank um, God. Well, uh, how did I celebrate it? 
I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm would like to think of myself as a booster of, uh, of, of black people and black culture and black. Oh yeah. You'd be boosting it around. You'd be boosting it. You'd be stealing that shit. Well, they taught me. (laughs) (laughs) And I will always be grateful. (laughs) Um, well, not that you asked, but this past week was my birthday and it was very amazing. Which mean? What, what did you do? So, um, my boyfriend planned a little uh, birthday weekend for me on Friday. We took a cooking class together where we made some pasta um, in uh, in Culver City and here in LA. And then Saturday morning we did some activities, and then we had a salsa dancing class. And Sunday we went paintballing. I've never been paintballing before, and it was a lot of fun. He had organized like twelve of my friends, and we went like shooting each other. So on my birthday, a bunch of white people shot at me. Man. <laughs> Happy Black History Month. Happy Black History Month. Uh, Happy birthday, everything. Um, so, well, I find that all hard to believe, Monet. Why? That you're still with your boyfriend because you are unbearable just on this podcast on Opposite Coast. <laughs> so, no, but what is paintballing? You throw wads of paint at people. Mm. Well, you have like guns, uh, like you have like assault rifle style guns, and but they're not obviously not real bullets, unfortunately. And you have these like little paint pellets, <laughs> and then you shoot each other. Like you, it's, there's like an obstacle course, and you divide into two teams, and then you are like hiding behind things trying to shoot each other with paintball. And it's a paint that comes off easily. Yes, it does come off. Yeah, it does come off easily. I mean, you have like protective headgear and like a vest and stuff because the gun does throw them out really hard. And so if it does hit your skin, you will like get a bruise and possibly bleed. So you have to wear like layers so it doesn't hurt you too bad. Yeah. That's well, it's the way that I already do my makeup. Oh. I go play paintball. <laughs> <laughs> and I remove the goggles and all of it. Yeah, it works for me very well. Yeah, you're beautiful. It was very fun. Wait, so, um, so, may I ask, how, or, does that make you 31? I am currently 33 years old. Oh, I, it's my Jesus okay. year. Yeah, I'm just like Jesus. Your, your Jesus year. Well, you know mm-hmm. what? You you sound like a, 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 a cheap date. Pasta and paintball. That's um, <laughs> no, we uh, made hey, if, pasta. If I had to make my own pasta. If you love it, you love. If you enjoyed it, that doesn't make any difference what anybody else thinks of it. But um, oh yeah, for sure. I had fun. Uh, happy birthday! Thank you, uh, thank you. I and you're off to Australia tomorrow. I want to show you tonight. My flight leaves at 10.35 tonight. I'm going to be there for World Pride. I'll be performing in Melbourne on the 23rd and then in Sydney on the 24th. Now, I found out that Kylie is there for World Pride as well, so I want to make sure I go see Kylie. But Kylie's before my show. So my plan is to get up and drag early, go to see Kylie and drag, go do my gig, and then take a few mollies and roll for the rest of the night. Well, honey, you're 31, but I'm going to tell you something. What? I used to think, oh, I'll double book it. And, you know, I'll just do that. When I was younger, it was possible. But, honey, now I realize that just fucks up both gigs because you have to leave the first one early. Then you have to be late for the second one. And for me, it just throws a monkey wrench. So now I, I used to hit five clubs in one night. Now I'm just like, okay, do the one that's paying you. Well, no, well, only the only reason I'm like it'll be fine is that the people who are putting on the gig that I'm doing, they're putting Kylie's event together, so they're they're like, oh yeah, we'll we'll get you to see Kylie, then bring you over to to do the other thing. So it's all in their hands. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. I had no idea yeah. you were such a big fan of Sonique. <laughs> oh, you mean Kylie Jenner? <laughs> yeah, she's performing this year at World Pride. Oh, okay. She, With she's Ashley gonna do her Simpson? famous. <laughs> yeah, her famous lip lip uh, lip pumping sinking number. It's really cool, actually, to see live. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. I'll bet. Yeah. yeah. Well, that sounds like fun. That's a brutal flight. Is it? How long I is know. it from LA? Uh, sixteen hours. Mm, wow. Mm. Yeah, it's a sixteen-hour flight, but you know she'll be lounging in business class. You know, so I don't have to be like you. I, I know you fly in what? In in the in the in the storage? In the boot. Yeah. yeah. No, K9. K9. Yeah. 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 Oh. So uh well I, I'm only going to Birmingham this Saturday to perform at a comedy club called Saturn. Um Birmingham, somebody- Alabama or Birmingham, UK? Putting the ham back in Birmingham, Alabama. Oh, uh, got it. Okay. 
So um, maybe if they still allow drag shows down there, or canines. Yeah, we're still, but they do they do uh, canines. But we're trying to get Nina West on to talk about drag queen oh, story yeah. hours because there's all that stuff going on. At any rate, uh, I had fun this weekend DJing at um, Come On Everybody in Brooklyn, my second time. Oh, well, how Such was it? Such a fun gig. It was packed. There was one nut that had a blow dryer as a purse, like a Lord. pink blow dryer. As, a purse, and it's it's interesting because I always think of Brooklyn as like the younger crowd. Well, yeah, compared to me, but you know the millennials started moving out there. You know, 10, 15 years ago, they're now forty five. Yeah, I know, right? It's the, yeah. So um, you posted it's, a it's, picture of somebody with an iPhone asking, requesting Bad Bunny. Was that real, or is that a picture you found? It was real, but he was tipsy and very funny, and he was acting oh. like he was crying um, if I would not play Bad Bunny. But it's a disco night. But I get it. You know, you brats want to hear their jams on a Saturday night. But I'm only DJing from five to ten, so they can hear uh, they can hear their real jams all night long. But he he was very very funny about it. Okay. But, and now two people were, who read that post were holding up their phones that said, Bad Bunny. I said, honey, I'm not Bad Bunny. I'm the worst bunny <laughs> of all. But I would suck Bad Bunny in a heartbeat. If he loves the gay community so much, he's going to kiss one of his dancers. Throw me some damn pinga, puppy. Oh. Do you think, do you think, do you think, do you think he has a, a big pinga? Something about Something I haven't seen. I, well... Yeah, I think. Oh. Well, I mean, I think it's this is it's all, it's all a guess, but I, 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 it looks like it might be. Yeah, I'm I mean, normally... when I jack off over him three times a day, it is. No. <laughs> I'm normally a good discerner of pinga, and um, I'd imagine it's it's average and nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean. He's cute. He's sexy. <laughs> I don't. I don't care for his music, but um, he's sexy. Yeah, I'm not really a big Bad Bunny fan in terms of the music, but he is a very pretty man. When it's that cute. when that um, he starts singing, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. it's just like you don't even want to try. It's like the Drake of reggaeton. Yeah, he, he sings like well, like like Drake does, not like melodic kind of talking. It's it's like I'm such a man that I don't want to even be bothered to sing out Louise like uh, yeah. you know I grew up listening to Luther Vandross sorry that's a substandard set never too much never too much I played there for you uh, did you really at, at, at uh, in, in Brooklyn and they loved it they they, oh, they didn't clear the floor. Yeah, because I know I know when you play Trixie's music. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. When you play Trixie's music, they leave. That's going to be for Hillbilly Heritage Month. Hillbilly Heritage Month. You know, Trixie is Trixie is Native American. I know. Mm, know. Allegedly. Yeah. But at any rate, um, anything fun you have coming up? I'm trying to go see Jinx in uh, Chicago. I've never seen Chicago. Oh, I've never seen it either. Listen, I'm gonna be in New York on the on the twenty on the first. You want to go? Sure. She's um uh she's in it until March twelfth. But I hear that she is uh the ticket prices have been booming since she joined it, and there's been you know she's really great in it apparently. The ticket. Wait. So they they the tickets are more expensive now. Um, no, I didn't say that. I, I just said that the ticket the, the, sales. The, the, the ticket sales have been up, oh, and okay. she's been getting you know big standing ovations. Now, uh, she is the first drag queen to play Mama Morton, but someone uh, educated me today. Varla that Jean. Var- well, Varla Jean Merman was was Mary uh, Sunshine. Mary Sunshine. Yeah. In the revival, at, at, in the '90s revival of Chicago on Broadway, but there was actually one other guy named David who played it before that. And when Varla played it, she was billed as her male name, Jay Roberson, so mm. that there would so she didn't they didn't want to spoil the surprise because Varla was in living in New York then in a, a, no, a known New York. Queen. I heard. So they, I heard Varla is hot out of drag. Well, she's turned into a bodybuilder over the last ten years, and cr- doing CrossFit, and um, you know, it. She, she works it into the act. What's um, her What's her name out of drag? What's her name? Jeffrey Roberson. 
that sounds like a black ass name, Jeffrey Robeson. Well, maybe she should do a DNA <laughs> test. And... Right. Did I? Well, Jay, it's Uh-oh. almost as if Monet is a whore who can barely <laughs> focus. <laughs> Even if she got a boyfriend, she's trying to look at hot guys who are drag queens on the damn internet. Well, I can't find it, but anyway, I'll find it later on. Um, I'll find a uh, Vala Jean Merman out of drag, and because she Brawla is a redhead, right? Yes. Well, I mean, like uh, Jeffrey's a redhead, is meant to say. I can't really tell. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't think so. But like, it's like nondescript. Uh, br- brown. I mean, not quite brown. Not quite. I, maybe it is rich. There, she's got her hair's buzzed off. I can't really tell. Okay. Do you know? Do you know who's making a comeback? One of one of your old sisters from back in the day. Who? Who was a who was a, a, a who was a drag queen of New York City? Uh, Dallas Dubois is back, girl. I heard that from uh, Tina Burner. Yeah, Dallas Dubois is back, honey. Well, Dallas Dubois, I haven't seen her yet, but she was very beautiful. She had a, a Morgan Fairchild thing going on. Yeah. Oh, Jay just sent me pictures of Varla. Oh, my God. Varla is hot. Whoa. And she we can should... sing? She she can sing. She's she's also very very funny, and she can act. And you know she, her her act is quite original. She's a huge hit in Provincetown. She's Provincetown. been going there for fifteen years and cleaning up. Wow. Okay, Varla Jean Jeffrey Robeson Brock. She's also from a, a New Orleans. Oh really? Like so she country. Yeah, Bianca is more like the Omen though. She was like you know born in a shallow grave with a. So uh, from like a primordial ooze. I don't. I don't think of Bianca as being born or from this. She just arose, like how well, her present the, form. You know, the faster she can head back to that grave, the happier I am. <laughs> Well, I think we should uh, get into the headlines, Bloody Bunny, shall we? Sure. Headlines. There's drama in the drag world between oh, Anitra, uh, Drag Race season, is it 15? Yeah, this current uh, season, contestant yeah. Contestant, and Aja, contestant, what was the season she was on? Aja was on season nine, and then okay. All Stars 3 as well. Okay. Yeah. And, um, and I guess uh, Aja has been uh, tweeting about um, drag race performances and took issue with Anitra saying that she's. Well, Anitra's kind of made duck walking her thing. Like, that, there yeah. was an obvious attempt to. You know, I mean, obviously, in her first talent number, she duck walked and duck walked very well, from what I can tell. I'm no uh, expert. I can barely walk. Walk. So, <laughs> so um, you know. Uh, I mean, look, the duck, the duck walk did come from the voguing community. And yes. uh, I guess Aja, who is now very immersed in the voguing community in New York um, and, you know, p- competing in balls and has been for a couple years, you know, also as she has transitioned. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I, 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 she, you know, sounded off and, and, and said, you know, you need to pay some respect to the yeah. ballroom community before you just come out there with, uh, you know, what she perceives to be somebody else's art form. Here's what she said. She said this. Just so we're clear, my narrative, my narrative of her was never that she was appropriate. I think that I, th- I think she was meant to say she's appropriating, but she said she was inappropriate, or it was just that it wasn't being done correctly. I reached out to have a friendly convo before I even said anything that critical and was ignored. So now I had to do a personal problem. I actually do live for her. I think she's performing very well on the show, and I think that she's been a really good performer. Unfortunately, I don't like the Vogue, but as a complete package, I think she's great. I have been critiqued before by alumni RuPaul Drag Race and did not bitch about it because it's not that fucking serious, and for people to think that I am so caught up on a television show that I did twice and if I and if I really wanted to be on again I could 
be is wild. People have a mob mentality. Unfortunately, everyone is going to think differently. And when I reached out for a friendly conversation, just trying to figure out some stuff, getting to know the girl, and she ignored me the way she did, it took me, I took it as a slap in the face because you told me that she did not give a fuck about learning my culture. Okay. And she goes on. This is like long, on and on and on and on. A few things. When the first week that Aja had the, that Anitra did the talent show and she did, and she did the duck walking thing, Leomi Maldonado, who is legendary in ballroom, and Aja were both people who like sounded off about how terrible Anitra's uh, performance was in the show, right? And then so Aja probably reached out after that. But if I was a, a girl on Drag Race and after you read me on Twitter, then you come in my DMs and talk to me. No, bitch, fuck you. I'm not responding to what you have to say. My second point: Anitra does not owe it to Aja to have this conversation. She does not have to go... People saying, oh, just like, oh, she's like, now she's going around profiting on my culture. This girl is going to drag clubs around America and doing a number and putting a duck walk. Before every performance or afterwards, she does not need to go online and saying, just so y'all know, the, what, the move that I did at, at minute um, 42 seconds, between 42 seconds and, and one minute and 10 seconds, that was called a duck walk. And it's from Ballroom. She does not owe Ballroom, uh, ballroom or Aja to do that. The bitch is just fucking dancing. When bitches come out here and, and they foxtrot and they tango, they're not saying, and just so you know, Fred Astaire, thank you so much for making the foxtrot a thing. Like, you know, like, she does not owe that to Aja. Okay, but here's where uh, I think it's different from Fred Astaire. Mm-hmm. Um, voguing are, are, are very, first of all, uh, you know I'm not politically correct, and you know that I... I, you know, we've talked about Bruno Mars, whether mm-hmm. that's cultural appropriation or, or whatnot. And, and, and it's, it's going to be a different line, you know, for everybody with these cultural things. Culture but wars. I have always tried to be very respectful of ballroom, even though I'm not respectful of everyone. And, mm-hmm. and, and we'll say, you know, mean or crazy or whatever, ridiculous things, um, you know, but. The the ballroom special, the the ballroom culture is so special because it comes from a place, unlike Fred Astaire, of the streets, of outcasts from the gay and community of color uh, um, who feel the need because they are shunned sometimes by their own families at school uh, or or if they're trans unable to get work you know in the past you know that didn't involve you know sex work or stuff like that so that was their moment to show out in their community and 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 you know and experience their own joy of their own scene with its moves like the duck walks with its moves like the death drop with its moves you know so it 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 is it is unique to that community and i mean i, I when i you got to admit drag race has borrowed heavily on um on on catchphrases you know oh, for sure you know fr- from from paris is burning you know uh you know and so you know this isn't just aja speaking out about it i mean look so let me put it this way how would you feel if you were in an underground scene that was you know you want you paid your dues in that scene you know, you 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 know you you went to the balls. You didn't go on to TV and you know on to you, you tour around the world with somebody else's moves. I mean, you know, if 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 someone if I could ever do you know Kennedy Davenport's uh, you know incredible dance moves, mm-hmm. um, and people could recognize them as such, well then yes, I would be biting off um, you know her style. And and many times I've watched drag. Race and I was like, "Oh, girl, come on! You are not coming out voguing to this Britney song. It just shows that you don't have any clue about, you know, the the the, re- the real music of of ballroom culture." And sure, but we, we, we've had and I've had these conversations about uh, on, on my talk to Exchange Rate on Sibling Arrival. The podcast talks about that, right? But there is one thing, like when you have people like Aja reading this girl online, or someone like you know, love her to death. Naomi is fucking fierce. She's she's legendary in ballroom. She's fucking put ballroom on the map. When you have these people who have status and who are icons and who are legends in the community seeing you duck walking on TV and saying how dis- 
disgusting and what it was bad it was crunchy what happened was she did this anitra and sasha were, were going were, were were dancing and then aja tweeted that dip was crusty as fuck but sasha bitch the ending and then shay commented girl leave anitra alone because this is like oh this is like a week-to-week basis anything she references the walk that fucking duck whatever aja has is, is critical of it and for whatever reason again aja is part of ballroom community and she has every right to do so but when you when stuff like ballroom has become mainstream you're going to see more people doing it right the more and more mainstream the art form gets the more people are going to see it on tv see it on tiktok see it on instagram and try to replicate the moves and try to do them themselves so but if and that is going to happen with with it with it being mainstream, you have to have a little bit of grace and not attack people and say, no, that shit was ugly, that was basic. Don't ever try to fucking do that again. Because having conversations with younger people in ballroom, like the house of Juicy Couture, who toured with me and Bob, we had this conversation with them. They're like, no, bitch, we live when we see people do it on drag race. We live when we see people do it. Like they they, they are really into. And this is my conversation with them and the other friends who will come to all the shows. They love seeing people doing it. They love seeing ballroom, more people doing it. Like, to them, that is exciting. To them, that is their art form that they do in the clubs or at balls whatever. They love seeing their art out in this world and people trying and doing it. So Aja's 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 critique of it, that is just one that is one that is one side of it, but there's a whole other side of of the younger generation of ballroom people who really love it and they are excited by it and they want to see more people doing it. So do you think that Laomi is 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 uh, are you calling her old? No. Are, do you think that Laomi is is just a little bit more old school and and doesn't see it that way? Because here is oh, yeah, what for she, sure. she said. I quote, I really, and, and Laomi is fucking brilliant. Oh, I really amazing. wish, I've, I've sat and just taken videos of her, you know, just ridiculous. Um, I really wish those contestants would stop making a mockery out of ballroom by continuously noging, quote, for their lives. Um, noging is a term used to describe people who attempt to vogue without doing it. Coined um, by Laomi. Co- correct, correctly. And so, you know, she's, she's, um, she also said, imagine being a delusional individual who thinks me pointing out noging is hating, wasting time, leaving comments, my tweets as if it's going to take away from the noging. So, you, you know, I don't know the difference. Then she tweeted something about the difference between Virgin Vogue and, and, and noging. But th- when you say that because of Laomi, they put, uh, you know, uh, ballroom culture on the map. It's got you got to go back a little bit further and say, what does on the map mean? Does it mean on TV? Is it really? Is it really? Because because even with the judges on Legendary that Laomi was on, you know, they were like, why did you get this? Um, was it Jamil? J- Jamil nothing, Jamil. Yeah, she has nothing to do with ballroom. Well, I culture. think she was a producer who was. Uh, I think she liked ballroom, and for what, from my understanding, it is, and I may be completely wrong. This is what I read on the internet, or what I've heard, is that she had some interactions with ballroom or whatever and she was like instrumental in getting legendary to be made like getting legendary to be picked up as a show i don't know how but she was like that's why she stayed on as because the first season she was like the head judge of it right i I, allegedly she was like one of the main reasons why the show even became a show yeah i i don't remember the the fallout but i remember that the ballroom community was was saying why wouldn't you get one of us because the implication is when the when the so she's got money or so she produced it when and and, and lex she gave a, a a platform to the the voters but the ones that didn't get the platform that have been doing it and paying the dues and being at the actual balls i don't think that it I mean, they didn't copyright voguing, but those moves are very, very particular. And, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, I mean, listen, I do a Madonna parody of, of Vogue and I move my arms in a way I never once thought I was a Voguer or that anyone was going to mm-hmm. take me seriously or that I would enter a conversation. Well, no one takes uh, you seriously regardless, but that's neither <laughs> kid. Well, I tell you, I did have a lot of fun when legendary uh, Voguer and uh, from Paris is Burning, Willie Ninja, would, I, would, would, would see each other out in the clubs and we had traveled together to Tokyo and other places and, you know, loved each other to death. But every time I saw him, I would be on the dance floor. I would be like, uh, uh-uh. uh, 
it's on. <laughs> As if I was going to beat him in any way. And I mean, he was such a, a good sport about it. He just, you know, knew I was being crazy and uh, laughed as he demolished me. But I, I just think that that with any with any big with any underground scene, it changes when somebody can just go and do that that number, you know, on a big, big platform. For example, that Ella Fitzgerald, uh, you know, lip sync number that was the scat thing. I mean, do, do the drag queens that, have, that, that the first ones that started doing that number, um, you know, did they, uh, d do they deserve any credit? No, you're not going to go and thank them every time you do that number, but... You, you know, it's 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 when you put something on a big platform, you leave the people, some of the people who created it, in the dust. And if the people who created it don't even think that you're doing that great of a job, um, Aja is not one who created it. She is someone who's in that community now. But yeah. and, and Laomi is not one of the ones that created created it. She's but she's a I will say Laomi is that she is one of the people who put voguing like uh, in the mainstream. Who is I think Laomi, in my opinion. Leomi, let me single-handedly no, in charge, uh, 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 responsible for a lot of the current notoriety of, of, of Vogue and Ballroom. I would agree with that, but she's not one of the... I mean, Vogue's been around since before Paris is Burning, which oh, yeah, kind of yeah, put yeah, it on, sure. a, on, a, on a cultural thing. But, I mean, if if the people... You know, they've, they've had this debate about Madonna, too. Some people from the Ballroom community loved that... Madonna used Jose and Lewis, two extravaganza house members, and others, um, you know, thought it, it. She watered it down and and mm -hmm. and 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 took it. Um, you know, some a New York producer even claiming that he was preparing to do a um, a uh, Vogue song, and it was kind of scooped by Madonna. I that's all hearsay. Um, so you know, I don't. But he was working with the vocalist from who who emceed the houses in that very 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 distinctive style. So, I don't know. I have so much respect for the voguing community that mm -hmm. uh, I just, I, 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 I can't analyze what Anitra did. And in fact, I didn't even see, um, you know, what she did. But I'm seeing, you know, like I, when you see someone who is not part of that struggle, who, who doesn't need to engage in challenges, you know, with mostly people of color who say, you know, okay, this, this challenge is to look like, now I'm appropriating drag race language. This category is, is to, uh, I'm a rich white woman. You never have to work. Well, you see for some, because, you know, this wasn't an, an, a, 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 community that was a community of color and a gay community, and sometimes it's even harder to be a gay person in a community of color, this was where they could do their thing and shine and, and, and act like they're a completely passable woman because in their world that might mean that you don't have any issues or that you can sell pussy or you know what whatever just in the same way that the guys can come on and act like they're attending you know Oxford University because the truth is most of them in the ballroom community are not attending Oxford University and so one thing that I've noticed over the years that as the voguing scene has become more mainstream mm -hmm. honey the voguing scene used to be scandalous <laughs> and you know you know over the years they 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 did the Latex Ball, which was the actual, you know, ballroom community in partnership with GMHC uh -huh. to have a positive uh, message about, you know, condoms and AIDS and, you know, all that. And that's great. But the original, the original, uh, uh, ballroom, to, to my knowledge, was quite a bit more cutthroat. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, and, and not anything that, that is going to be celebrated on TV. So maybe the, the, the moves are, are the same, but, you know, as Jay likes to say, there is a lot of context in there. There is. But I will say, I mean, I mean, it's, it's not a, a, an exact parallel or, or the same thing because I think drag is way different. But you can make the you can make the argument that argument against about drag, right? Like all these older queens who came way before RuPaul, who were the pioneers of drag and who were doing it when it was when it could literally mean death or jail. Now RuPaul put it on TV and everyone looks at RuPaul as a mother of drag. Well, you can make that the the old guards of drag 
I can make that argument with RuPaul. But you, but at this point, there are so many people doing drag, and the more and more the drag is commercialized, the more people are going to have access to it and think that they can do it and will try and do it. So you cannot guard. I mean, again, you can, but to me, it, it just it doesn't allow the thing to grow and bloom and more people wanting to do it, which I think is what I'm seeing with the Anitra Aja thing. Yeah. Well, another aspect of this is that a lot of these Drag Race viewers are so young that they're in love with whoever is on the show of the moment. They may not have even been watching Drag Race when Aja was on, you know, several seasons ago. So they love their favorite. And anyone who says anything about something that isn't, you know, their favorite is going to be trashed and is going to be uh, criticized. And, you know, I... It seems to me that Aja has done a lot of different things, you know, rap and, that you know, transitioning and, and really posting a lot of videos of herself to be a part of the of the ballroom community. So, you know, does she have a right to... Well, let, let me ask you this. Um, is it Was the dip crusty? I didn't see it. I mean, in my opinion, I mean, was it the best... <laughs> Was it the best dip I've ever seen? And no, but I thought it was fine. Like, I mean, definitely a better dip than I can do. I'll yeah. tell you that much, you know? Right. So. Well, I will say that Anitra modeled for uh, Adam. Abraham, Abraham, Le- Abraham Levy, who used yeah. to be Abraham Extravaganza. So he mm-hmm. was not uh, too, uh, he makes a lot of the costumes for, um, you know, People in the ballroom scene, people in the drag race scene, drag queens in New York. He has a very specialized kind of high-tech mylar um, lace-up corsets Mm -hmm. and lots of shoulder pad emphasis. So he couldn't have been mad uh, at Anitra. Yeah, I love I love um I love Abraham and I'm so excited for I'm I'm so I'm so happy that he got to debut at New York Fashion Week and it looked amazing. Did you were you there? Did you go? Well, unlike Anitra, his old friend Bunny didn't get an invite. <laughs> Do you think that's because he has something against plus size models? Yeah. I probably I think so. <laughs> yeah, oh, good for him. Do you think that maybe Abraham could make something for your old friend, Don Lemon? <laughs> who has quit, who has been fired from CNN, no, and is now looking at a drag career. <laughs> <laughs> Move over, really... George Santos. I know, I know. Well... Don Lemon. So, I mean, I I, do, I was just told about the story with Lady Bunny today, and I, I didn't realize it was such a... I mean, I, I'm pretty... I mean, I don't know everything that's always going on, but I'm pretty, like, you know, with it on, 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 on news stories. And apparently Don <laughs> Lemon, uh, when he went on to criticize Nikki Haley for her comments um, um, uh, for, for, uh, for her comments for the competency of pol- politicians over the age of 75 years old, he had something to say about Haley not being in her prime. And I'm going to play it so we can uh, we get the full context. And y'all can't say we didn't give you the exact. Well, and before you play it, Nikki said this because she announced her run uh, as a GOP presidential candidate, a contender. Yeah, Candace Tinder. That's a new one uh, that has gender and uh, uh, so uh, the the so so this was a way for Nikki to hit out at Trump and Biden to say if they may not be mentally uh, competent and they should undergo tests. So which I this- think is fair. I, first of all, I think anyone running to to literally lead. The biggest, one of the biggest countries in the world, one of the most powerful countries in the world. You should take a motherfucking test to make sure that you're good, that you're Gucci. I don't think that's crazy. Don't, don't and Nikki Haley don't is they not take someone. Some tests? Don't they, they do, do like that? a health test, but I don't think you do like a mental evaluation, which I think you need to have that. Well, honey, what do I know? I was rooting for Bernie Sanders in 2020 when he had a heart attack on the campaign trail. So, you know, now we've got the oldest president in history at 80. Trump's right behind him at 76. (laughs) I can't. Let me let me let me play the clip. Hold on. This whole talk about age makes me uncomfortable. I think that I think it's the wrong road to go down. She says people, you know, politicians or something are not in their prime. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Sorry. When a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s, and 
maybe 40. What do you call Wait. I, that's not according to me. Prime for what? Uh, it depends. I mean, it's just like prime. If you look it up, it'll say, if you look, if you Google when is a woman in her prime, it'll say 20s, 30s, and 40s. I don't necessarily... 40s. Oh, I got another I'm not decade. saying I agree with that. So I think she has to be careful about saying that, you know, politicians aren't in their prime. You need, need to qualify. Are you talking about prime for, like, childbearing? Or are you talking about prime for being president? Just say what the facts are. Google it. Everybody at home, when is a woman in her prime? It says 20s, 30s, and 40s. And I'm just saying Nikki Haley should be careful about saying that politicians are not in their prime and they need to be in their prime when they serve because she wouldn't be in her prime according to Google you know, Google or whatever it is. So I think I see what he's saying, right? So he's not, Donald is not saying, this is my point of view. He's saying if Nikki Haley, like she should be careful about saying politicians are not in their prime because according to um, the internet, Ask G's, Bing, Google, El Siri, Alexa, they say a woman's prime is in her 30s, 20s, 20s and 30s, maybe their 40s. So I don't think he's saying that that was expressly his view, but that is what it is being shaped as that Don Lemon thinks women who are are owning their prime in the 20s, 30s, and 40s, which I don't think is true. Yes, and um, this it, and and this is from I don't remember if it's the New York Post or Fox, but it's this says um, uh, he refused to back down after Miss <laughs> Harlow questioned his remarks, telling her to look it up. Miss Harlow appeared stone-faced during that exchange. When the show broke for a commercial, she stood up and walked off the set, according to three people with knowledge of the events. Miss Collins, the oh other co-host, God. followed her, her into the women's bathroom to check on her. Um, when, the show res- <laughs> oh when, when, when the show resumed, Miss Harlow sat out the next segment, you know, before returning for the remainder of the program. I'm like, will you give me a break? She was laughing on the show. She, I mean, she may not like to hear that on every level, and it, it could be construed as, you know, uh, sexist um, to say that a woman's prime matches up with her reproductive years, but um, they were joking, and then at the very end of the broadcast, they talked about Tiger Woods uh, at age 47, I think, and his continuing success, and Poppy, uh, who was so upset, cracked, well, you know, he's still, you know, in his prime, or something like that, so this, this seems to be people making a lot out of this um, because I would rather you know uh, talk about fitness for office rather than what um, what uh, Don Lemon said or whether he gets taken you know a day off or whatever I, for, for the record I think um, I think that uh, oh y'all want to hear me bash Democrats I mean Republicans uh. for a change Yes, let's hear that. Oh, my God. It's a brand new day. Listen, listen. Okay, yeah, pull it out, Jay, because you are about, get the poppers, because you are about to nut the house down. (laughs) So, So, this is such a snake. Uh, that, I mean, she is everything that I can't stand. She came, she was a, a governor of South Carolina. I guess the one good thing um, about her is that she had them take down a Confederate flag in South Carolina. I think it was in the Capitol. Um, you know, so that makes, is like the nice side of her. But she's a, a, a she's a, such a hawk that she, I, she put on her website site today um, a hawk meaning you love war and you want a strong strong you know she put on her website an article that said you know something I'm looking for the exact quote about what a hawk she is I'm like are you really like you know bragging about this she wants to um, this is from an, an NBC article Haley opposes abortion rights explaining that her opposition is rooted in her past difficulty conceiving children as well as the fact that her husband is adopted. Okay, babe, that's your personal and your husband's personal situation. Right. The fact is a lot of women want to be want to be able to have the safety net of, of undoing a pregnancy that has happened by mistake or by rape. So so she's gonna come up here saying uh, Or not, and that's fine too. 
Yeah, right, right. And then she's uh, on taxes. The first thing we want to do is eliminate the corporate income tax. I mean, go at, to, you know, so, so now the Republican argument is that if we make it easy on corporations and give them incentives like cutting their taxes, they will flourish and, and um, create jobs. No, the CEOs will flourish. <laughs> and, right. you know, she also, um, now that she's announced her candidacy and there's this big debate over um, uh, Social Security and who wants to cut it and, you know, blah, 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 because a couple of Republicans have said, Rick Scott, he wants to sun down the very popular Social Security that we pay into and that's going to be there at the end of our lives if we're unable to work in our, you know, dotage, which is coming right around the corner for me. Um, you know, uh, Jay doesn't like it when I say this, but some Democrats in leadership have also uh, discussed uh, cutting Social Security. But um, it it is, we're having this argument, and so when she announces her candidacy, a 2010 uh, um uh, interview in which she says that we need to cut see they, the Republicans call it entitlements they don't ever want to call it social security they call it entitlements Mitt Romney was busted for this when he ran against Obama and some waiter filmed him through a tree at a fundraising dinner with Republicans and he was saying we need to get rid of entitlements which basically is everything from Social Security to Medicare up to uh, you know poor people's insurance old people's insurance where they get a break on it veterans uh, you know pension uh, pensions I mean it's basically everything that the government you know I don't think we talk about politics in terms of I'm a lefty I want to raise taxes on the wealthy. She wants to cut taxes on the corporations, and she wants to, uh, you know, uh, uh, cut pro entitlements, a.k.a. Social Security. So she said that in 2010, and now that there's this big debate about it in Congress, she's getting some flack for that. But here is what is so dangerous about mm -hmm. her. So she is... She's a staunch supporter of Israel. She is very polished. She is so polished and and calm. You know, sometimes she's said to be on Trump's side. Sometimes she's not. She'll waffle on anything like a typical politician. She'll put her finger, wet her finger, stick it up into the air, see which way the wind is blowing. But she is very, very polished. And on her website, this article that she posted about her being a hawk said something about how how she is perceived to have a softer uh, and more listenable to... Here it is. Here it is. Haley has gained a reputation in the Rep Republican Party for her ability to address issues of gender and race in a more credible fashion than many of her peers. Issues of gender, like the abortion rights that women want. Uh, you, you know, what issues of race is she? She can address them with double speak, but she is not out for women or anyone that relies on entitlements who, you know, are plenty of white people, but also people. Plenty of people of color who yeah. do rely on welfare or Social Security or, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, and sh so here's what really eats me up, people. Uh, <laughs> um, so we've sat around saying, oh, uh, representation and inclusivity and diversity matters. Of course it matters. You don't want to look at a room full of white men, whether they're old white men or young white men or, or whatever. And you don't want to look at that because that implies that there is no uh, diversity. But a lot of times we're, we're being sold people like Kamala Harris just because she is a person of color and you know she's she's not doing great in the polls i mean she 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 started off on a bad foot i mean there there is talk of of how you know if biden doesn't run how we can get away democrats can get away from running her because even though she is in the lead she's not doing that well she didn't in the 2020 she didn't win one primary vote. I mean, Tulsi Gabbard won um, oh a primary vote. And, and her speaking Gabbard. style is so um, so 
it's like, I mean, why, why did she start giggling? I mean, she, she, she was, she, she, I don't know. There's even talk that Biden gave her hard tasks like immigration, you know, because what, whatever reason, I, I don't know. But we've been sitting around on the left saying that inclusivity is everything. No, 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 no. If you represent what you look like, inclusivity is everything. Does uh, Nikki Haley represent what she looked like? I saw her ad the first thing when it came out, and she was talking about, yes, we experienced racism. My parents are Indian, and, um, you know, we had a, a clothing store, you know, and we were able to work our way up. Well, you're not interested in helping people who want to work their way up. Yeah, you want to cut off yeah. their services. And you're not interested in women who uh, get paid lower wages because you a simp for the corporations who don't want to pay anyone higher wages. So this is a dangerous person. And because the left has sat and said, any woman of color is great, what if people get confused and say, oh, well, Nikki Haley is a woman of color. This is such a, um, a, a, a dangerous, slick person who has got so much media training that she... Uh, fuck whether she supported Trump with the uh, insurrection or whether she could. She would go and be Trump's running mate, or DeSantis's, or you know, or 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 run or run, run on her own. This is a. I'm sorry to be so. Uh, uh, I mean, you know, I, I. To me, this is she is the worst of the classic Republican. Party. I, I think they're all, but the problem is, the problem is though, that they're all horrible. I mean, the three that who are running between DeSantis, who is smart evil, Donald Trump, who is stupid evil, and Nikki Haley, who is a mixture of both. It's like, what do you choose? Like Donald Trump, uh, did you see that that thing? Uh, or one of the people close to the close to his campaign talking about, oh, if he comes back, he wants to. Um, he's advocating for for lynchings, firing squads, um, group deaths. Did you see? Did you see this? No. Oh, it's crazy what he wants to make happen if he gets the if he if he um, uh, uh, gets the presidency again. Right. It's like literally like on some handmade stuff. I know we all joke about like literally like hangings, group uh, group death by firing squads. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Who does he want to die by firing squads? I, uh, he's saying for like for like criminals or like uh, um, people who have done like really egregious crimes. But so th that 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 doesn't like no, that's not gonna work. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a right wing uh, position. Um, you know, uh, now I have criticized in the Haley years ago and people jumped down my throat and, you know, it turns out, Jay, you're going to really come twice. I was a little mistaken, but, you know, listen, I don't think any of us here on this podcast are going to pretend that Republicans are the party of people of color. <laughs> I don't think that we're going to, to say that, but, but Nikki, uh, you know, by virtue of being a, a, a woman of color, you know, I think that it's going to help her to deceive people. And, I, and, and, and you know, I, I oh, see, this is the other thing that I just want to say. Um, I don't follow Trump much, but I did see a snippet of his speech months ago, and he mentioned his work to get the vaccine um uh, hurry, Operation Warp Speed or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, so then three months later, I caught another snippet of his speech and he said, I know you don't like, oh no, he was booed by his followers when he mentioned the vaccine the first time. Mm. Three months later, he said, I know you don't want to hear about it, but I did help with the vaccine or whatever. And they all laughed. He is a showman. 
Whether we hate him or not, he is an orator. He's not up there stumbling, you know, for his words. It may be a demented, you know, uh, charm or charisma. But when you do that, you say, I care about what my followers think. They don't want me talking about the vaccine. Well, I'm still going to mention it, but I'm going to also mention that they didn't like it before. So he is a trickster. Don't don't count him out, you know? Yeah, it's just your, uh, uh, sorry, I just found the, the article. It was in Rolling Stone, and that's what it says. It's, um, it, uh, that's a question Donald Trump repeatedly, oh, what do you think of firing squads? That's a question Donald Trump repeatedly asked some of, the, some of his close associates in the run-up to the 2024 presidential campaign. Three people familiar with the situation tell Rolling Stone, the former president, if reelected, is still committed to expanding the use of the federal death penalty and bringing back banned methods of execution, the sources say. He is even one of the sources recounts amused about televising footage of executions, including showing condemned prisoners in the final moments of their lives. Trump has talked about bringing back death by firing squad, by hanging, and according to two of the sources, possibly even the guillotine. <laughs> oh my God, that's nuts. Okay. That is really, really crazy. But it, you know, I mean, I, I mean, I that. There's, I, mean, I don't want to say there's no way that can happen because I feel like we've eaten our words on that in the past, but that is how legally that can't happen. Well, I mean, in the last in 2020, uh, Trump said he was going to cure AIDS and Biden said he was going to cure cancer. I mean, people say all kinds of stuff that they don't, yeah. you know, follow up uh, on, but, um, you know, I. I, I'm serious. I think that this Nikki Haley is very, very dangerous. You know, a few years ago, I said, and this is what I was trying to say that I was a, a little bit wrong. Ago, I was like, huh, what's going on here? Governor of South Carolina, a woman of color, but could pass for a tan, you know, white woman, very polished looking, very polished speaker, never gets rattled, um, you know. Uh, and, 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 and I realized that she had changed her name to some, for some very, very long Indian name to, uh, you know, Nikki. And then also she doesn't have an Indian name because she married a guy whose last name was Haley, which I did not know at the time. But, uh, you know, it did seem, it, it did seem to me, I'm scared of her, that she had changed, um, uh, her name to be more palatable to Southern Republican voters who, you know, like I say, are not the cheerleaders of people of color and their rights. But I think that, you know, she may be able to use this to, I mean, basically her story is the same as um, Obama. My parents were immigrants you know, um, you know, there was there was racism, you know, da, 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 da. but she's saying this from the party that's most associated with racism. Yeah. So, um, you know, a, another thing I just want to mention here about the Don Lemon aspect, because I think this is much more about Nikki Haley and um, and 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 test mental competency uh, tests than it is. But they want to get everybody uh, up in here for for Don Lemon to say that she's past her prime when he's said many nice things about Hillary who was 69 when she ran Elizabeth Warren 71 years when she ran Kamala Harris doesn't look it but she's 58 years old so I mean those women weren't past their prime uh you know yeah, well, and, and I was going to say, Don Lemon did apologize. Don Lemon said, the reference I made to a woman's prime this morning was inartful and irrelevant, as colleagues and loved ones have pointed out, and I regret it. A woman's age doesn't define her either personally or professionally. I have countless women in my life who proved that every day, to your point, Bunny, to which um, the the another spawn of Satan, Nikki Haley, commented on that. To be clear, I am not, well, she retweeted his, quote tweeted and saying, to be clear, I'm not calling for the comp competency tests for sexist middle-aged CNN anchors only for people who make our laws and are 75 plus. Which is kind of a good <laughs> comeback. Like I say, it this is. woman, I don't know she's if she's smart. writing this stuff, but she is tough as nails. She was Trump's um, ambassador to the UN, mm -hmm. uh, the United Nations. And um, I mean, she's to, to, to put this article on her website 
Foreign policy hawk Nikki Haley throws hat in ring for 2024. I've never heard of a politician who wants to be known as a hawk. I've never heard of that. Right. I I don't I don't mind being called as a hawk. Well, there may be some of that in your tw- 23 and me. <laughs> a, a, a chicken hawk. Yeah, chicken hawk. Um, well, Bunny, I think we've we've talked about the uh, the headlines, girl. Well, I certainly won't attempt an Aussie accent <laughs> to oh, see yeah. you on your way. <laughs> oh God, crikey! <laughs> Lord. Anyway, well, good, safe travels, uh, and uh, I hope that uh, you, know, you don't have any of the misfortune on flights that I often have omens about for Bianca Del Rio. And <laughs> I hope that you don't do any duck walking over there because I know I don't want gonna be on your case, girl. I know I'm 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 scared, bitch. Every time, every time I'm I'm swatting to fly, I'm nervous. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a, a red for, for for trying to hand performance. Yeah. So, yeah. well, you have a good rest of your week, girl, and I will talk to you very soon. Okay. Starbanks Audio, a, podca- <clears throat> a podcast network. Star Bands Audio, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.